Live. Well, you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl. People with deep seated trauma often seek help to help them deal with it, and I applaud them for that. But sometimes after the transformation, they need a little touch-up. Hello, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. Today, we are talking about a program that offers that touch-up. I have some special guests to join me. Uh, Nancy Yarbrough, Executive Director of Fresh Start Learning, and Angela Clements and Darlene Dyson, Program Participants. Welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For getting up and coming in and uh, joining me today. You know, the program that we're talking about where I say touch-up, Living the Sober Life Phase 2. So when I look at the title of it, I think, you know, sober, I think of an addiction and sobering up from that. What are we sobering up from? (laughs) If I might answer that question, uh, we're sobering up from the mindset. It's not so much of the drug of choice or the participatory part about uh, addictive behavior. It's more so what do you do once you realize you have an addiction, whatever form that is, Mm -hmm. and how do you transform your mind into picking up another behavior when you leave that one behind? Okay. Okay. Living the sober well, life. Right. So far, your participants, what are they sobering up from? Well, the majority are kind of coming out complex um, trauma. So it's survival sex, human trafficking, drug addiction, sex addiction, relational issues, tra- trauma, past trauma, you know, um, even implosions, you know, like you criticize yourself so much that you don't realize that you're more special than you have been all the time. So it's kind of that confusing part, like getting you back on the track of knowing who you are and who God intended you to be. Okay. Now we're talking about phase two. I called it the touch up. But first we need to kind of lay that foundation with phase one. Mm -hmm. What are the ladies going through in phase one? Phase one, we kind of utilized my book, The Exodus, Where New Beginnings Happen, and we used a topic basis like the Genesis, where did it start from, where is your brokenness, and how can you repair brokenness and broken behavior and the brokenness that lied in you and the cycles that you need to break and finding out all those things and then ending up with the reality of now did I triumph over the enemy that was abiding within. So we're mm-hmm. always directing people back to you because everywhere you go, there you are. You are truly responsible for your response. So we're getting people to, again, I like that when you said square up, square up, like get in the center of what it is that's bothering you the most and take a look at it. Let's let's talk it through. Let's put some loving arms around you, uh, support and, and get you to understand that if God is for you, he's more than a whole world against you. Yeah. So that means in this room you have commonality and we're trying to get people to know that you're not alone. This is not an isolated incident. This happens more than you think and being comfortable sharing your journey so that you can change the trajectory Mm -hmm. and get on another one. Okay. Now, Angela, I know that you're dealing with phase one. So did that kind of prompt you to just really go deep? Uh, Yes. um, This is my second go-round with the um, group. Um, The first time I was 
inviting parents and by me being an advocate, when I heard the title Living Sober, I thought it was like recovering like you. So that is why I wanted to participate and have some of the families come so they could be comfortable just to support them. But in the midst of me going to that group thinking I was supporting parents, I became a person that was interested in, wow, this is me. It's not so much of about addiction, what I thought the title was. Mm-hmm. It was more about the mindset and change of way of thinking. And then in that midst, I realized I probably was one smoke away from being where they're at if they weren't telling the truth of how they got there. I was really in those situations not knowing that's where it would have led to why you thinking that it couldn't be you. So I was excited when she had it again, like, sign me up. I didn't even really think about parents at the time. I was thinking about myself. So I did still pass the information on, but it was personal this time right. and, and the urgency. So, okay. Well, if you will allow me, let me go a little deeper with you. Okay. What were some of the things that came out that you were like, okay, I'm struggling with this. I need to explore more of this. What what was going on in your life? This is the honest truth. Um, I don't even think I shared it in group yet. I was going to do it later on. I realized how much I hated myself. Really? In the midst of me always saying, I'm strong, I'm this, and the things I was doing in life, mm-hmm. I put myself up there like all of these qualities and all these men's and what they had. And then in that midst of breaking down in those cycles, I realized I hated myself versus thinking I loved myself by the choices I was making. So that was like an eye-opener to me, like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me all these years I'm up here living like this and that, and in actuality, I don't even care about myself. So then I had to learn that if I'm out here helping others, this is something I definitely need to seek because hurt people hurt others. Right. But then I want to be the answer to somebody else's problem. So therefore, I had to figure out now I'm a problem. So yeah. Okay. So what are, what are some of those choices you were making? Um, like knowing the men's wasn't good enough for me uh-huh. and yet and still making excuses why I should still be there. As in, okay, he might cheat, but he got a lot of money. He may call me out my name, but he pay my bills, take care of my kids. I, I kept selling and I kept tolerating. So then once I knew my worth, by taking these classes, I started figuring out who I really was and who I could be. All that stuff was falling off like dead skin. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what was that, that aha moment? When I um, heard so many women at the table talk about what led them to a drug addiction, Mm -hmm. and then I said to myself, that broken heart will get you to that point. And I'm just one smoke away from being right there. Even if I didn't start it young, I was at that point where now I'm going to self-sabotage myself even more by seeking something else different than what I've been seeking in men's. I, I knew it was going to go to another level, mm-hmm. but didn't even see it. Yeah. But I, in that class, I realized like, oh my God, I I'm was just one time finna have a party and now I'm going down thinking I'm up there so I can, I see myself falling. So the, the facade yes. came off. Yeah. Big facade at my <laughs> old age. I'm like, wait a minute. And like, how did I not see this and nobody... <laughs> told me, like, my friend. So right. I had to discover that in that class. And then I knew then um, life is not so much about 
getting high and getting drunk or anything else, but the way I think. If all this is up here ain't right, I can't make good choices in my life. And since I've been doing the class, I've been making excellent choices. Um, it gives me so much empowerment because I'm a grandmother. I had boys, mm. so I figured my life was hard, and I can be hard on boys because they boys. But the fact that I'm able to um, build that healthy relationship with my granddaughter instead of harming it, I can see even in relationships I would have been more of a harm to her yeah. than good. So I'm glad to have taken that class because I know how to um, communication. Yep. So right. I learned how to communicate and walk in love. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. and like you said, with your granddaughter, you can build a good relationship because, yes. as you said earlier, hurting people hurt people. So if you're healing yourself... You, you have something different to bring to your granddaughter. And, and I seen the generation curse breaking because I would have still been installing what was installed in me. Mm -hmm. And each generation, now I'm able to tell her the mm -hmm. correct way and not like when my mama, one pocket empty, your other one, you can get money. So mm -hmm. I was always taught how to get money. Now I can teach her how to love herself, how to trust in herself, and whatever she wants, she can do it without I was taught always you have to have a good man, good man, and how to dress yourself up so the man can be attracted to you. Yeah. So I'm glad that all those things I learned in that class that it's me and her and who she is, and then it's okay to be not okay. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. You're going to make me cry over that here. That is good. I mean, it's the <laughs> truth. Uh, Darlene, yeah. you, like her, bringing people to the class, mm -hmm. and then you... I have been developing as well, right? Yes. So what, have you had one of those yes. aha kind of moments? Um, yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, coming to the group, um, like uh, Angie said, bringing other women, I'm like, and my relationship with Nancy, knowing, you know, okay, Nancy got something good going on. Um, so I'm thinking I'm just bringing the ladies and I'm just, you know, going to sit back and watch them. And the spirituality part Say that. was a big draw to me because four years ago, I kind of like was in a really bad um, marriage and I left that marriage and I tend to blame God. Mm. You know, I've been serving you the best that I know how and... You know, my ex-husband was in the ministry, and it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't seem to accept the fact that he was a physical abuser. Oh, wow. And that's the reason I left. And I was mad at God. I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to talk about him. I didn't want to go to church. I was just really angry for like three about three and a half years. And I don't remember how Nancy and I um, started talking. And she told me about the group. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to bring the, some of the women that um, is at the house. And um, I did. And it was, you know, uh, the women, um, one of the ladies, after her first group, I think she gave her the book. Uh, I came to work the next day, and she was like, oh, Darlene, 
Nancy, Miss Nancy is real, girl. She got some deep stuff in this book. <laughs> I can relate to it. And I was like, oh, yeah. So um, she she was really excited. And it seems like that she could relate in a lot of uh, areas of the book. Um, so I went to uh, maybe the second group. And... Um, it's always spirituality. You know, Nancy always talk about God. And she, it's like she was talking to me. I was broken. Like, spiritually, I was so broken. Yeah. But I couldn't allow the women to see my brokenness. I didn't feel like being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, because... You're the ones who's supposed to be like hearing, getting things out of it. But I found myself getting things out of it, um, especially um, the relationship, restoration, restoring that relationship back with God, knowing that there's other women in this room that are, you know, maybe similar situations. Yeah. Um, regarding their spirituality. Um, and as I began to listen and um, cry, yeah, yeah. Um, and just listen to the women talk, um, when she would have uh, speakers, it was like appropriate for that time because it was something in that speech that touched me. Um, and... I can honestly say, you know, I have restored my relationship. I have, you know, um, accepted the forgiveness yes. because it was hard for me. Yep, that's you a know, big one. That's to a big accept, one. like, no, I walked away from you. I left. I did this. I did that. I, you know, mm -hmm. but to accept forgiveness from him, um, it helped me to. Um, restore my relationship with God. Yeah. And I know that's so important to me because I've been there, I felt it, I know, I know that I know <laughs> that I know. Right. Right. You know, that I was in a good place. You feel like you're standing on firmer ground? Now? Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. See, you can go to the 12-step meetings and, you know, um, you know, that was for that time. But to go to a meeting to honestly hear someone unapologetically talk about God, that was powerful to me. Okay. It was powerful to me. So, uh -huh. um, and the ladies are, you know, they're getting, <coughs> um, they're Sorry. getting things out of the group. Um, they called me, a matter of fact, the lady called me last night. She was like, Darlene, are we going to Nancy's group? And I was like, yeah, we're going. She's like, okay. She's you know, ready. they look forward to it because there's something there for them. Um, a couple of weeks ago, or, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Nancy was sharing. And one of the ladies, she's a tough cookie. But as Nancy began to share about relationships, she was breaking. I could see her letting her guards down. And she was like, uh-huh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and that's the part. That I wanted to see happen with her because she struggled with she struggled right. 
with talking about that. Yeah, opening up. Opening up. Mm -hmm. But as you be, as Nancy began to talk, she was like, uh-huh, yep, oh, you know, giving me the look. And I'm like, oh, okay, God, do <laughs> what you're doing. She's having her aha moment. Yes, yeah, right. Yes. And um <coughs> she's she's um uh she has an appointment. Um she's getting involved in trauma. Excellent. Trauma therapy. Excellent. So yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. Um, we have a lot more to talk about because we want to find out where this program is going, uh, the fact that it's being recognized throughout mm -hmm. the county. Uh, a lot of good things. And Nancy, I see the tears, <laughs> uh, just hearing the ladies talk about it and what they're getting from it, the benefit. I, I know it's hitting you. So it's a wonderful thing. Stay with us. We'll be right back on the 411 Live. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up and that frog will boil. As veterans, we can tell ourselves the lie that it's easier to stay in that boiling water, to disconnect. But you've never been interested in easy. You are not a frog. Find resources at va.gov reach. Yo, camping buddy. Okay, you guys ready? Dude, I thought you were driving. I thought you were driving. Oh, I never said I was driving. I, I definitely can't drive. <laughs> if you're high, just don't drive. It's illegal everywhere. If you feel different, you drive different. I'm an ex-drug dealer, and I'll be your sub today. Two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal. A lethal dose is in here. Who gets it, I won't know. It's cheap, it's potent, and it's profitable. The sad reality is fentanyl is being mixed into everything now. More kitchen now. Worried about your friend, but don't know how to reach out? You can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You can chat with them in VR. It's all good if you think you should check in. Yeah, you should. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Welcome back to the 411 Live. I have three special guests joining me, Nancy, Angela, and Darlene. And we're talking about living the sober life phase two. And there is a phase one. And we've spoken a lot about uh, phase one, and now it's going into phase two. But Nancy, the ladies, Darlene and Angela, have talked about getting into the program, the aha moments, um, what it is doing for them, the benefits, you know, taking off the facade, the scales are falling down, yeah. you know, that that's encouraging. I am sure that you hear a lot of stories like this, right? Yeah, I do, but I never heard it like that from them. So ah. it caught me a little bit off guard. You know, um, I know that there's a benefit factor for them being there. They're very open and transparent when they're in the rooms. Um, Dar Darlene have, you know, 
allow me to see a softer side of her today that I didn't know about. We had constant communication over the years, but I didn't know she was struggling that hard. But when God would have me to reach out to her and just have conversations, I couldn't keep her off of my mind. And I didn't know that was the reason why until today. Yeah. And then when Angie was talking, Angela was talking, I'm listening to her and remembering the time that she told me that she t- told this mutual friend of ours that she didn't want to be nowhere around me because I would be able to see what she was going through, that I I would be able to discern what she was trying to hide from herself and didn't want anybody else to know and to hear her talk about how it's impacted her in such a way. Um, It does allow you to understand that God makes no mistakes. Yes. You know, he places you in a place to do what he's called you to do, to serve and to support others. In that room, there's a whole lot of healing happening. And it's broken down in three components. We come and we feed the natural, we mm-hmm. feed the spiritual, but mm-hmm. then we also foster the sisterhood. So that's so important. It's not a, a one-all, be-all. It's building a foundational trust that will last for a lifetime as long as you want it. Right. Yeah. You know, for the ladies to come, you know, there's a, a realization that I need help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when you sit down, you know, you've, you've built these walls. And it takes something to yeah. pull those walls down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, in listening to them, you know, I'm thinking in terms of them hearing what you're saying. It's affecting the inside. Still not, I'm still not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they feel that comfort, that safety, whereas they can open up mm-hmm. and say, okay, this is where I am. I'm and I'm gonna go through the steps I need to to improve, to heal, and all those things. And to have somebody who's gone through it. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can a teacher can do whatever, but when you've got a teacher who has been where you have been, mm-hmm. you can relate. Yeah. And that brings it closer, right? Yeah, the, uh, the teacher is being taught. I'm always minded, and when any time God has given me something to do, mm-hmm. in the inside of me, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, because the wisdom of the Holy Spirit comes through. It's not only teaching those that are in the room, it's hitting the vulnerable parts about me. Mm-hmm. So anytime that I'm teaching, I'm healing too. So in order for you to help somebody successfully heal on the journey, you have to be the most vulnerable in the room. And a lot of times what I was attempting to do was delegate over, you know, to allow people to stand in their truth. But then you also have to model that truth in front of them. So I found the most successful times that were in the group is when you place people in front of the people that are not looking for accolades of themselves, but really are part of the team. So when I open up my mouth to speak, I'm always asking God, give me what to say to the room. You know, let me discern what's in this room so they don't walk out the same as they came in, and neither do I. So the teacher is being taught at the same time. And it's just a great feeling to understand when you're talking to people. We used to say in the street, anything understood don't need explanation. But in the room, when you're speaking, they get it because as soon as you start talking about the trajectory of where you've been, but also seeing the ending product of where you could go, mm-hmm. we all need each other for that. We all need each other to understand that there are separate parts of our journey that we always pull somebody to that point, point them to that point, and it's always a work in progress. progress. Yeah, right. We always need to leave them understanding that just as vulnerable as you are, I am. I don't have any big eyes in me. Mm-hmm. I just always say, God, use me. 
Send me, I'll go. What you want me to do, I'll do. What you want me to say, I'll say. Even unto my own hurt, even when I don't understand it, I'll do it. Right. Because I know that's going to make a difference. You know, why? Because it makes a difference for me. When you talked about those walls, only time the, the walls come down when truth enter the room. Mm-hmm. A lie stays up and is fortified when you keep lying to the situation. And what I mean by just not telling an outright lie, but lying in the situation, yeah. meaning that you just coddle it, you puff it up, you glamorize it. You never want to get to the truth of it. You just keep on saying, yeah, girl, I understand. Yeah, because when it was me, I got it. Girl, and no, we're going to say, what are you going to do after that? We pinpointed the issue. We pinpointed the situation. Now what's the solution? Make your why your win. When you understand why things are happening, you can get a W-I-N out of it. Or then you go back to the win, the W-H-E-N, that win, when it happened, then why it happened, then I can get a win out of it. So then that way I can tell somebody else about my triumphant moments. I don't like being in a room that kind of keeps bringing tissue around and you never get an opportunity to have glad tears instead of sorrow tears. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you have, and we should pin, pinpoint this because when you talk about ladies who come, they're coming from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different traumas, different things, you know, domestic violence, domestic abuse, you know, hating yourself, you know, uh, sex trafficking, mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. They're all coming in, they're all hurting. They've already all experienced trauma. So they come in and they can walk together. That's good. Living, right? Living the sober life. There you go. There you go. Now, this um, program has been recognized by the county. You've received a couple of grants? Yeah, we're in phase two of this grant. Um, That's why we call it phase two, because it's always building upon the next thing. Again, I don't like to meet just to meet. I like to meet with solutions. Mm -hmm. So this particular one was allowing those that came to the first group to now become kind of like a a mentee sponsor to those that are coming in, being able to share what they learned from the first group. Um, And then also we have opportunity, like we're here doing this podcast, where we're able to partner with Neil Soul Productions so that we could say, hey, capture these moments, because we didn't get an opportunity to capture the moments before. The moments went, they were in our heart, but some of the ladies didn't come back to phase two. They needed to know the progress that they made. And Mm. this will help them to identify the day you first came in here, look at your face. Look how I was looking. You Mm. were like, you know, you were sheltered. You didn't want to say anything, but look at you here because those moments have been captured. Everything that God does is strategic and it means something. Every intricate part of our lives, he cares about from the food that we serve, from the flowers we put on the table, from the colors that we bring into the room, you know, from those aha moments, from those moments of silence, for the people that we bring in to speak over people. I'm very protective about what God gives me to do. I don't want anybody speaking into somebody's life and tearing it back down and tear them down from where they were built up at because you come in the room with the wrong motive. I'm always thinking, what is your intent? What is your motive? Why are you here? Because if you're not supposed to be here, I need you to leave here because you're not going to tear what's been built. So phase two was all about, okay, now we have people that have gone successfully through. We have other people that are coming in, and their lives are meeting at this point. So now they can derive strength from what somebody else is saying. It makes the room be able to speak back to itself. Because I remember when we did this, I Mm -hmm. remember when we did that, but it's never the same. I may be in the bed at midnight and God will give me a um, something to get up and write. And I'll get up and write it because he wants the room to be guided in that area. 
we'll have a topic, but I have to go where he leads us, you know, and it's been a wonderful experience. Again, the teacher is being taught, you know, how to continue to stay rooted and grounded. Now, someone listening thinks, you know, I need this. What do they do? You know what they reach out. They say, "Hey, let me find Nancy Yarbrough at Fresh Start Learning, and let's give her a call at four one four eight hundred six two six nine. Let's go on their website. You know, let's let's go on their Facebook page. Let me talk to somebody that's gone through the program. Maybe I'm friends with them and see the benefit factors. You know, let me find out if this is for me, mm-hmm. and then we'll be able to let them know that it is for all that's willing to do the work. Excellent. Give me that number once again. Four one four eight hundred six two six nine. Thank you, ladies. I told you it was going to go really fast, right? Uh, Thank you, ladies, for being open, for sharing. And I'm sure that there's someone listening who's thinking, okay, I'm where she was, and I need that help. And they'll be calling that number. So it's it's good. You're benefiting other people. And that's that's the name of the game, isn't it? It is. It is. So thank you, Nancy Yarbrough, who is executive director of Fresh Start Learning. And I have Darlene, Darlene Dyson and Angela Clements. Thank you all for joining me. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the 411 Live. We are a nonprofit organization, so if you feel so inclined, go to our website, the411live.org, and help us however you feel fit. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org. 